The Cardinals keep stacking wins and is a pitching renaissance currently underway with St. Louis. This is Locked On Cardinals. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on? It's Moose. This is Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show brought to you in part by Bombas, also Postmates. We'll be hearing more about them coming up in just a little bit. The Cardinals continue their winning ways, defeating the Giants 1-0 behind a very dominant performance from Jack Flaherty. We're going to be talking more about him in our second segment. Ah, Keep having to clear my throat a little bit. The wife made homemade chocolate chip cookies. Oh man, they're so good. Like they're, they're they're good enough that if you went into the cookie store, you would say, "Hey, those look like the exact same cookies that Moose's wife made." If you're able to try them. All right. Enough chit chat. You can uh, find me on Twitter at Moose Michaels and locked on STL. You can also email me Moose at onairwithmoose.com or uh, locked on STL at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe in Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. And uh, five stars, if you don't mind. I really, really would appreciate it. Let's go. Three big things. Number one. Well, as we said, the Cardinals win one nothing against the Giants. And, uh, well, that one run is all they needed from Marcelo Zuna with his 25th home run of the season off of Derek Rodriguez. Jack Flaherty, dominant, absolutely dominant, only giving up one hit in his eight strong innings. Number two. How good has Colton Wong been? Well, in addition to hitting 366 with an OPS of 980 since the All-Star break, he's hit only his, he well, he's hit into only his second double play of the season. And his first since May 10th versus Pittsburgh. Number three. And finally, Yadier Molina extending his hitting streak to 10 games. He's 18 for 39 with a single in the fourth inning. Hey, I'll eat my own words about Yadi. You know, when he first came back, he wasn't hitting very much. There was going to be questions about his hand and whether or not he could go. And hey, you know what? He can go. And it's like I said on past episodes, if you've got a strong Yadi, if you've got a Yadi who is right then obviously you go. You want Yachty in the lineup over Matt Wieters. And he's really turned it around. I got to say, Yachty's always out there proving people wrong. Oh, man, it was quite the game. Quite the game and uh, not a lot of offense in this game. Of course, everything highlighted perfectly uh, by Jack Flaherty's dominant outing. And again, this is going to be what we talk about in our second segment. But are we seeing a pitching renaissance? Because I believe not only do we have an ace, we may have the makings of a co-ace situation happening in St. Louis. Well, the Cardinals also doing exactly what they need to do, piling up the wins. Uh, the Cubs currently keeping pace. Uh, at the last check, they were still the Cubs are still leading the Mariners 5-0 uh, in their game. The Cardinals, uh, if the Cubs win, if the score holds, the uh, spot between the divisions will still be three games. And you've got to keep that up. You absolutely have to keep that up. 
The Cardinals are doing exactly what they need to do, piling up wins right alongside Chicago, not letting up, not getting their foot off the gas. Chicago, notoriously good at home and very, very bad on the road. So the Cardinals have to keep winning at home when they can, and they have to hope the pitching holds up, which I believe it will. The Cubs have a lot of pitching problems. That lineup, this the, the lineup that was so venerated at the beginning of the season, Still not doing, uh, well, very, it's not doing very good at all. Uh, I believe uh, they, they went some like 20 plus innings without scoring a run until yesterday or two days ago, I should say. That is insane. Absolutely insane. Meanwhile, the Cardinals are uh, really starting to uh, turn it on. You know, we, the Cardinals signed. Paul Goldschmidt at the start of the year, expecting him to be that guy, the MVP caliber player. And uh, it's not that he's been bad. I ain't dogging Goldschmidt at all. But look out for Colton Wong. Like we said, hit into only his second double play of the season. Had three triples in a row for three games in a row. Lots of extra base hits, as we said in the three big things. Currently 366 since the All-Star break. That's what he's batting. His on-base percentage 445. His slugging 535. That OPS at 980. And ultimately, Bernie uh, Bernie Miklas was talking about this, about this on his show earlier today. You probably wouldn't have thought this, and I know there's a lot of people on Twitter that are just, just jumping up and down in their seats every time Colton Wong comes up to bat because the, ultimately, so far this season, they've been proven right. Colton Wong is a difference maker on this team when you take into account his defense when you take into account the base running, when you take into account the offense, it's no question that Colton Wong is absolutely the MVP of the Cardinals this season. He's the most valuable player. And the fact that it's taken Schultz so long to move him up in the lineup is just mind-boggling. I understand why he didn't do it yet, but still, just absolutely mind-boggling. Tomorrow's game... Michael Wonka going to be starting for the Cardinals, and, uh, well, the stance could be a little bit uh, misleading. When facing the Giants at Bush Stadium, he's 1-0 with a 1.88 ERA, holding his opponents to a 226 average when it's the Giants. Um, here's the thing. This is his first start against the Giants since 2017. So we're looking uh, at uh, over two years. It was August 31st. Uh, 2017 was his last appearance against the Giants. And even though these numbers don't matter, I want to give them to you anyway. He went six innings, uh, gave up four hits, one run, couple of balls, couple of strikeouts. Um, and he's not really, he wasn't all that bad the last time out going out against the uh, Reds. Had seven innings pinched, had a no decision in that game, two runs on three hits, seven strikeouts. Uh, Wonka. Here's the thing about Michael Waka. And while we are going to talk about a pitching renaissance happening in St. Louis in our second segment, Michael Waka is not going to be a part of that. He most certainly is going to be uh, walking his way out of St. Louis at the end of the season, unless by some reason that uh, John Mazalak gives him the qualifying offer, I don't see him coming back. Uh, to St. Louis at all. You get in the qualifying offer, he just might. And you don't want that at all. 
But Wonka, uh, Wonka doing pretty good in his last outing. Hopefully that can continue. Uh, the Cardinals win tomorrow. They'll secure another series win as this is a four-game series against the Giants. All right, coming up next, we're going to be talking about a potential co-ace situation at the top of the Cardinals lineup. This is Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. And uh, also, before we go into our break, I want to remind you to check out Postmates. If you've not done that yet, I'm not sure why, because it's basically the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know, I don't know about you, but a lot of times my wife will send me a text. She'll call me on her way home from work because I typically get home before she does. Hey, will you go to the grocery store and uh, pick up some chicken? Hey, will you go to the grocery store and get me some juice? Hey, will you go and just fill in the blank? Happens all the time. If you're married, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Postmates gets rid of the store. No more trips to the store. Just postmate it. Doesn't matter what you need, they're your anytime delivery service. And we're talking groceries, we're talking convenience stores, we're talking most any kind of business, they can get what you need and get it to you 365 days a year, seven days a week. And right now, my listeners can get $100 in free delivery credit using the code LOCKED ON. Whenever you download the app for iOS or Android, remember that code locked on L O C K E D O N for $100 in free delivery credit. Postmates, it's definitely the better, faster choice. No more trips to the store. Download the Postmates app, Postmates app now for iOS and Android, and you can get $100 in free delivery credit using the code locked on. Welcome back to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. My name's Moose Michaels, and uh, the Cardinals picking up another win. Mm, love it, love it, love it, love it, as they still maintain the lead in the National League Central race. And a lot of that is due to a resurgent pitching staff. The pitching that was completely obliterated early on in the season. The pitching that everyone looked at and just went, what is going on? And I mean, they are getting strong outings from everybody. Whether it's Michael Watka, whether it's Adam Wainwright, whether it's Miles Michaelis, whether it's Jack Flaherty, whether it's Dakota Hudson, everybody is pitching in. Ah, see what I did there? And everybody is getting the job done. However, moving forward... Based off what I've been seeing lately, it would appear that the Cardinals are about to have a situation at the top of their rotation that they haven't had in some time. And that is the ability to have two aces at the top of the rotation. I'm not ready to call this all the way just yet. But Jack Flaherty and Dakota Hudson are poised to be one of the most lethal one-two punches in the National League and maybe in all of baseball. Jack Flaherty, of course, I believe it's, I don't even know if it's a question anymore. Jack Flaherty is the ace of this staff. After going a strong eight innings against the Giants tonight and all the starts that he's had since the All-Star break, it's no question Flaherty is the ace of your staff. However, Dakota Hudson is your number two guy. 
he is and could be your co-ace going forward. Really could. Miles Michaelis slots in at number three, Adam Wainwright at number four, and then Michael Wadka in at number five. So you got Michaelis for another couple of years uh, after after this season, or four years, actually, I believe. It's it's a few more years. Wayno could walk at the end of the year. Wanka is most certainly walking at the end of the year. Uh, we could see Wayno come back. I don't know yet. However, you got a strong one, two, three. And if Michaelis has a resurgent uh, 2020 season, you're looking at one of the most dangerous rotations in all of baseball. That's something I don't know that I would have said even a month ago. But let's take a look at Jack Flaherty for a second. By the way, Jack Flaherty, watching him pitch tonight, you know what he reminded me of? Chris Carpenter. The way he was out there, the movement on the pitches, his just persistence at getting these guys out. Only five balls left the infield. And only one of those was a hit. I mean, Flaherty is out there crushing it. I like to look at the batted ball profile at BaseballSavant.com. And when you take a look at Flaherty, 41.8% of his, excuse me, not 41, 39.2% of his pitches this season have been ground balls. 24.5 have been fly balls. And get this, the line drive rate, 25.5. So he's giving up as many line drives as fly balls, the majority of which still ground balls. Uh, with uh, about 11% being pop-ups. so And that's been pretty consistent since he made his debut in 2017. Uh, 2017, about half his pitches were uh, ground balls, and that's, that number's consistently gone down. However, it's not gone down because the fly ball and the line drive rate have been going up. Conversely, it's the pop-up rate that has been going up, that's been causing the ground ball rate to go down. Uh, So he's pitching consistently. He's uh, mixing up his pitch as well, even though he definitely prefers the fastball. And, uh, of course, he can hit the high 90s with that four-seamer and uh, really, really full people. And his pitches are just outstanding. Five to choose from. Of course, he only uses... Uh, some of his secondary pitches, very little. That fastball, 48% of the time. The slider comes in next. He uses it 27% of the time. The curve and sinker both sit about 11% of the time. So whenever he's got you going with the fastball and the slider, he can drop in that curve and all of a sudden it's over. The changeup, he rarely uses, but it does get in there from time to time. And uh, he's he's a great pitcher. Great arsenal. Got people guessing. When you're looking at a pitching or a pitcher in Major League Baseball, and I don't, it's kind of crazy that you still have to say this. Do not look at his pitching win and wins and losses because that doesn't matter. He's got an ERA of 3.31 right now. He's started 27 games, 152 point and a third innings pitched, 178 strikeouts, that whip at 1.08. That ERA though falls to 0.90. Over his last few starts, he's been utterly dominant. The absolute, unequivocal, bona fide ace of this Cardinals staff. Right behind him, Dakota Hudson. And I gave Dakota Hudson such a hard time at the beginning of the season. Seems like he couldn't keep 
the ball in the park, home runs left and right. But that has changed. Uh, he's really, really gotten, uh, gotten guys out at, at a pretty good clip, fooling people. Uh, his ERA, 3.53 on the season. He did come in relief, picked up one save. He's right behind Flaherty in innings pinched, 114 strikeouts. The whip a little bit higher, 1.44. And while his uh, fastball velocity is great, his curve spin, the exit velocity, uh, hard hit rate, his K rate, fastball spin, all between poor and average. So still got some work to be done there for uh, Dakota Hudson. But I'm telling you, this guy has been phenomenal. Uh, And you know what? Despite him being a little more rough in the season, early on in the season, in fact, uh, March and April, his ERA was north of five. And then May, June, and August, all two, eight or below. He did have one. July was a pretty rough month, 5.47 ERA. But since the All-Star break, 3.58 in 10 games started, 55 and a third innings pinched, this guy is absolutely killing it as well. And one thing about him, I believe he slots in as a great number two, just like Flaherty, five pitches to choose from. Uh, He likes to throw that sinker nearly half the time. The slider after that a quarter of the time, his four-seamer and curve, he he throws roughly between 10 and 13%. The changeup, like Flaherty, it gets in there sometimes, but not very often at all. So let's take a look at his batted ball profile real fast. And unlike Flaherty, Hudson is an extreme ground ball pitcher. 58.4% of the time, if a ball gets hit, it's going to be a ground ball if it's come from Dakota Hudson. Uh, His fly ball rate, 12.7%, which is kind of crazy considering the amount of home runs he gave up earlier in the season. Line drive rate about a quarter, a quarter of the time, which falls right in there with what Flaherty's doing. And his pop-up rate, 4.3%. You get a good defense behind Hudson, like what the Cardinals have been putting out there, and you got yourself a fantastic pitcher. Uh, His comparables, according to StatCast, you got Dallas Keuchel, Jared Hughes, Hughes, Jared Hughes, if I can learn to speak, and of course, uh, Jake Arietta. So we haven't seen something like this since the one season when Carpenter and Wayno have been healthy. And if you ask me, this was unexpected, but you almost, how can you not be happy with this? The sheer, the sheer fact that Going into next season, you got Flaherty, you got Hudson, you could have a resurgent Michaelis, that one, two, and three spot in the lineup. That is going to be dominant. Absolutely dominant. Now, I'm telling you, and anything could happen. I know we're talking a little bit way ahead down the line, but Flaherty, you know, Flaherty could have a bad season, so could Hudson. Michaelis could have a repeat of this year, but I don't think so. Flaherty and Hudson are just now starting to get into their groove. Michaelis has got the one bad season out of the way. Hopefully we can get something more akin to 2018 out of him. And you're going to be seeing a pitching staff, without any additions that we know of, 
just absolutely crush it. Now, think about this, and I know it's I know it's 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 almost just an exercise in futility, but let's just for the sake of the argument, let's just say they go out and get Garrett Cole. Okay. How awesome would that rotation be? Now, Garrett Cole would probably slot in as your uh, number one or number two guy. Then you you most certainly absolutely would have co-aces. But even if you don't, with the way Flaherty and Hudson are going and that one-two punch at the top of the rotation, I don't know how you couldn't be happy with that. Man, Mm, can't wait. All right, uh, before we go, again, Giants and Cardinals, game three of this four-game set, 6.45 Central Daylight Time tonight. Catch it on uh, Fox Sports Midwest. You can also uh, get it on your local Cardinals radio network affiliate. Michael Weika taking them out against Madison Bumgarner. And, uh, of course, um, Mad Bomb been pretty dominant since the All-Star break himself, especially since the trade deadline. Struck out nine over seven innings of run-run ball uh, when they started against the Padres this past Friday. His uh, ERA is 2-8-1 over his last 13 starts. And, uh, well, of those 13, 11 of those starts, the Giants have won. Uh, Walk is going to be starting on three days rest. The bullpen's going to be ready to go, too, if they need it. Uh, but the Cardinals seem to be pretty sure that Walkett can continue his recent success, and uh, we talked about that at length a little bit earlier, that seven-inning, two-run effort against the Reds this past Saturday. So uh, give that a clue or give that a watch and uh, make sure you cheer on the Redbirds. We'll be seeing you tomorrow morning. Don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and uh, everywhere else so you listen to your favorite podcast. You drink a brewski for the mooski. I'm out.